Blog Talk Radio. She Said's second rockin' episode of our Hashtag Eye Candy Show, a very special feature in which we celebrate and honor those internet movers and shakers that are ideal. And by that I mean they are interesting and innovative and iconic. They are incredible. Women and men, hence eye candy. These are people who are really rocking, and I'm Elena Stagg, your co-host of She Said, She Said. I'm the author of the Recipe Records cookbook series, which are rock and roll cookbooks full of great food, good fun, and rock and roll stories, facts, and trivia. And hi, guys. I am Jude Sutherland Kessler, author of the John Lennon series. It is a very highly researched and documented narrative history series that details the life of John and, of course, his mates, the Beatles, in a narrative form, but always telling you the exact story. Now, Lane and I are here at least once a month, and what we do is compare and contrast controversial topics from the Beatles' world. In fact, Coming up in April, I cannot wait for this, we're going to be getting down to brass tacks because we're going to debate which was the best Beatles film, A Hard Day's Night, or Help. Woohoo! As you <laughs> might remember, we recently debated who was the best rock and roll band of all time, and Jude was for the Beatles, and I was for the Rolling Stones. Yay! So, um, but every so often, we are going to pause our debates and discussions and introduce you to some of the most important and inspirational personalities that we've encountered in this Beatles world. And today, we are so excited to give you the chance to get to know an amazing author, filmmaker and Grammy-nominated singer and songwriter. Boston native Linda Chorney has traveled and performed on all seven continents. What an accomplishment. And she's joining us today from her little crib in Tucson, Arizona. She is truly incredible because young though she is, she has recorded seven seven CDs, and here's the really big show. She is the only truly independent artist ever to be nominated for a Grammy. She won that distinction in 2012. Her her category was Best Americana Album, and she accomplished this without having a manager, without having a label, or a publicist. Pretty intriguing, isn't it? So, intriguing no wonder she's eye candy all of those i words you're gonna love meeting her 
<laughs> Absolutely. And she just has this truly um, magnetic story. You know, we all suspect that the, I don't know, the recording industry and perhaps the movie industry are tainted and you might run into some disingenuous people, but she um, pretty much confirms a lot of the suspicions I have had about those industries, and we are going to really enjoy um, getting to know more about um, the journey that she that she took. The very album for which she was nominated for the Grammy, Grammy <laughs> contains both a Beatles song. In fact, it was a John Lennon song for Jude, I guess, and a Rolling Stones song. Yeah. It's rare to hear an artist cover the Beatles well, and Linda does so on her Grammy-nominated LP, Emotional Jukebox. So we really want to chat a bit today about her roots in the music of the British Invasion, but before we bring her on, I want you to know a little something that she probably would never tell you. This lady is extremely generous, and she gives back to her community. She's extremely involved in her community, and she, shortly after the Boston Marathon tragedy, she was partially responsible for the erection of a memorial statue to Martin Richard, She's worked to raise funds for boys and girls clubs, and she's given charity performances to raise funds for the Light of Day Foundation and Where Angels Play Foundation. She's also donated a guitar and performed to raise funds for her local VA hospital. So, guys, without a doubt, it really is a great honor for both Lane and I to welcome our special Eye Candy Show guest, the multi-talented and dynamic Linda Chorney. Linda, welcome to She Said, She Said. Oh, gosh. Hang on. Let me make sure it's connected, Action. guys. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Linda. So glad to wow. have you. It's so nice to be here. That was quite an introduction. I'm blushing. Jeez. <laughs> and a hard day's night or help? That's like... I don't know. That's like choosing between blueberries and raspberries. I love both of them. <laughs> that is true. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm I'm the help girl, and, you know, with Hard Day's Night having won Academy Awards, it's going to be a hard road to hoe, but I'm in for it. And I, we obviously want to spend most of the time today talking about your unique Grammy story. But before we do, you know, I totally couldn't help but notice that you do give John Lennon a nod by performing his 1966 revolver number, I'm Only Sleeping, on Emotional Jukebox. And then I also mm-hmm. ran across a beautiful video, which we posted on our She Said She Said page, of you in Africa teaching the people in the community there to sing John's All You Need Is Love. So come on, is John your favorite Beatle? Oh, you know, he he is, uh, I love them all, though, uh, but, yeah, I mean, John is awesome, Paul is awesome, Ringo is awesome, George is awesome, uh, and I just, you know, it's funny, uh, I just premiered my movie, When I Sing, and I got the highest compliment I 
possibly could have received, and that was that somebody said my film reminded them of A Hard Day's Night because of just wow. the style of it, you know, with the fast motion stuff mm-hmm. and the and all the music involved and that kind of zany feel to it, and that to me put me over over the top. I loved it. That's that amazing. is totally, totally, sleeping. totally groovy. Yeah, I'm Only Sleeping is one of my favorite songs. And when we recorded Emotional Jukebox, the album is supposed to be kind of a trip through your day. And I literally, when I woke up in the morning, I had the studio set up to do the vocal for that song. And I just crawled down there without even (laughs) brushing my teeth first. So thank goodness the microphone (laughs) can't smell. And I just got up there and hit record and I just went, when I wake up early in the morning, and I just kind of did it like I was waking up, and the album is structured so that you start it when you wake up in the morning. Wow. That I is fantastic. That. And actually, I am going to play a uh, clip from I'm Only Sle- Sleeping by Linda Chorney. When I wake up early in the morning, my hand I'm still yawning when I'm in the middle of a dream Stand there float up stream float up stream please don't wake me oh don't shake me leave me where I am That is absolutely fantastic. That is I'm Only Sleeping from Linda Torney's Grammy-nominated album, Emotional Jukebox. I love it so much. But to be fair, obviously you admire the Rolling Stones as well because you performed Mother's Little Helper. And I just had to point that out because Jude signed you up for her Beatles-only camp and whisked you away to India or something like that. So... We have mm-hmm. to be fair, but um, so of course the mother's little helper in in thinking about your day. I think that's really cool that you laid those songs out like that. So uh, by the middle of the day or afternoon, you might need a little mother's little helper. You might be feeling the drag. Well, you know what I thought of all the songs. Uh, that resonate with me from the Rolling Stones. And I'm thinking of like a 25-year-old Mick Jagger going, what a drag it is getting old. And I'm like, you're not old, dude. I am the first person. I am the woman getting old that says, man, I could use a Valium, because that's what that song's about. And so I figured I would like to sing it from my perspective. I love that. I love that so much. Well, we do love our boys, but it's you, Linda, and your story that we want to hear about. So take us back to 2012 and to your Grammy nomination and tell us your incredible, inspirational eye candy story. Well, uh, I've been playing out in bars for 30 years, chasing the dream, and always thought I would have made it to the top, but uh, always believed in myself, just didn't get my break. And I was singing in ski resorts at that point in my life after traveling around the world 
for a while because I got a, a pass from a fan to fly around the world and took advantage of that. And my stuff was in storage. I didn't know where I belonged, but uh, I could make a lot of money at ski resorts, and I sang mostly my original music with some classic rock in between and uh, made a pretty good living. And this one guy heard me perform and uh bought all of my albums. He said, anybody can keep a bunch of drunk skiers occupied with their original music has got something. I'm going to buy all your CDs. <laughs> and then there was another gentleman who heard me play, and he was singing all of my songs. He knew all the lyrics, and uh, he kind of – I fell in love with my stalker. He chased me, and, <laughs> and I fell in love with him. And the, the other gentleman who bought all my CDs was a doctor known as The Rock Doc, and he believed in my music so much that 10 years later – he uh, decided he wanted to finance my album of my dreams because I had five albums prior to that and had spent about $10,000 on each one of those albums, but he was giving me the candy store for the eye candy uh, story mm -hmm. um, and gave wow. me five times the budget, and I hired the best people in the business and did the album of my dreams, mm -hmm. a double album, including a symphony that I wrote. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then the... The stalker guy, uh, who I ended up marrying, insisted that I put the album into the Grammys. And I said, are you crazy? What, do they have a, a menopausal music award? And so um, he said, no, no, just put it in. I heard about this site, and I, I stuck it in the Grammys, and lo and behold, I was nominated. And, in fact, one of your guests uh, friend Jim Birkenstadt who is the rock and roll detective not to be confused with the rock and roll rock doc um, he's a, a music historian and he I didn't know who he was I didn't know any Grammy voting members honestly but I was getting feedback from so many people that they really loved the album and Jim was one of the first and he said not only did I love your Beatle cover and he goes I'm very picky about my Beatles um, but he said I love the rest of the album and he he sp uh, spread it out to some of his friends and 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 others to other friends and there you go I beat the odds and got nominated the end oh my. wow nice it, well dot 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 I, though actually was just the beginning because the industry was not happy about my nomination and that's where the the roller coaster ride begins. I ended up writing a book about it. I've done a TED talk about it, and now I've just finished a movie called When I Sing, um, and uh, it's up for People's Choice. We premiered in Hollywood last Sunday. If anybody wants to go to my Facebook page, Linda Chorney, just look for me. I just put it up there if you want to vote for When I Sing for People's Choice. But uh, um, Jim and is actually can in the vote. movie. You don't. Right, right. Well, yeah, that's the funny. It's not an audience award. It's a People's Choice Award because I asked the festival. We actually sold out the festival. We were the only nominees. There were a lot of great films in there, but uh, we were the only nominees that sold out the film. And so we got that, but they combined that with uh, with some online survey. So so there you go. So uh, it's, we're very, it's we're very, very fast. honored. Yeah, takes about 20 yes. seconds, not even, no email address required, and they don't bug you later. Right. So there you go. Well, I know I, um, we posted one of your videos on the She Said, She Said Facebook page, and in that video, 
you said that you were bullied um, as the night of the Grammys oh, grew closer and closer. Right, your well, TED does, Talk. Does a, and death, does a death threat count as a bullying? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's so. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's a little beyond. Uh, but you you described the long journey in your outstanding book. Who the F is Linda Chorney, which I have have so enjoyed reading your book, um, and I highly well, thank ex- you. suggest suggest it to um, our audience. But what was the reaction to your appeal and the interest? that it raised? I uh, don't quite understand the question. Um, well, I mean, what was, were people hostile to you, or were they hostile to the fact that you stepped outside the box, or what, ah, what were they upset okay. about? I, I, think it, I think it was because nobody profited off of my nomination. If somebody had a, a, a horse in the, in the race and I took their spot, it became my fault. But mm-hmm. the good news is that, you look, you cannot control what happens around you. You can only control the way you respond to this in any situation in life. And for me, I found it fascinating if I were to step outside of my, of my uh, hurt or, or the shock, and it's a great story. And so I'm turning the lemons into lemonade and wrote the book and if it's the last thing I do, I'm getting the truth out. So I made the movie, and uh, I'm really yeah. proud of it, and it's really fun. So, you know, you can you can choose to be a victim, or you can choose to say, um, uh, "F you, <laughs> I'm making yeah, a right. movie, and the truth is coming out, and I'm going to have fun." And that's what I did. Yeah. Um, well, the the book is just wildly entertaining because you do have such a good. Um, outlook on on life but at the same time i mean you can keep getting pounded and pounded by really hateful people and um i'm sure that can can break your spirit yeah it does you know you have to i guess the thing about me that people either like or they don't like is that i'm very honest and uh and and blunt so I did share how I was feeling, uh, and you know the expression "never let him see you sweat." I mean that's just mm-hmm. bullshit. People people <laughs> feel hurt, and uh, and I did, but I wasn't going to let them get me down. You you cannot put baby in a corner, and they did not know <laughs> who they were messing with. So so that's why I did that, and I'm I'm so glad you enjoyed the book and. You can get it at my website is just lindachorney.com, and you can see the trailer to the movie at whenising.com. And uh, and I, I, I did you see in the back of the book? <laughs> I have a, a useless stats. How many times I said the word Beatles? How many times I said the word awesome? Because I'm from Boston, and of course, how many f bombs? How many f bombs I dropped? I don't even know. I hope I didn't offend you with my language, Jude or or Lena. Uh, oh no, no. I I I'll write about John Lennon, so <laughs> Oh, okay. Well and I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um we we try to keep it clean but um we're we're hoping that no one is eavesdropping 
on our conversations because <clears throat> they can uh-huh. be pretty colorful. But um, well, yeah. I have. Um, what was I, I was going to say something. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I. I know that the Grammy Awards, you know, being nominated for a Grammy really lends a lot of um, attention your way. Mm-hmm. And I yep. was wondering, did did that help boost your career? That's a really good question because I, I don't know. Um, you You have this title now, and you think that's going to launch your career to the moon. And I guess my expectations were that I thought it was going to be my big break. And in my situation, uh, it, it tried to break me, and but it didn't. Um, it's just hard. There's a scene in the movie. I guess you'll just have to see it as to what do I do with all this now that I have all this you know, I wanted to open for majors. I figured I'd already opened for majors before I got nominated. I had opened, mm-hmm. uh, played with right. Paul Simon, uh, Dave Mason, Cheryl Crow, uh, Pat uh-huh. Benatar, and I thought this is just going to make that easier, and it and it didn't right. yet. But it's not over. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's not over. Did it so, make it more difficult? Well, Getting back to just one quick – oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say one thing about the ahead. Beatles. Uh, there's a quote in the movie, because uh, I talk about guys, of course, which most of my songs are about. Mm-hmm. And I broke up with a guy once because he didn't like the Beatles, because I think there's something <laughs> wrong with you if you don't like the Beatles. Amen. So really? Just, uh, yeah, you're mm-hmm. my kind of woman. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, you know, that's a deal breaker. Um, yeah. Well, how can we see the movie? When will it be available? Well, our next stop uh, is World Fest Houston. I don't know where your listeners are, but on April 28th, uh, we are at 3 p.m. at World Fest Houston. And uh, cool. that's a the third oldest film festival in the United States. And wow, we yeah, feel awesome. very honored. Yeah, very honored that they accepted our film. Uh, we're hoping next to be uh, Nashville. Hint, hint, whoever's listening, <laughs> we we submitted Ooh. to Nashville, and um, we're hoping to get in there and uh, and a few we, others. We know lots and, of and people then, in Nashville. Oh, you do well. Tell them. Tell them about this film. And, uh, and in fact, Nashville is one of the film festivals that qualifies you for the Oscars. And I, I'm hoping to maybe put my song, When I Sing, uh, in there as, a, as, a, as an Oscar song. Oh, that would be fantastic. Too bad we don't have that I'm one. only a couple of hours away one? from Nashville. No. Oh, you I do? I do not have that on here. Oh, where are I don't you guys have anyway? When I Sing. On. I'm... Uh, I'm in Evansville, Indiana, and I'm just a couple okay. hours north of Nashville. Jude is in Monroe, Louisiana. Not too far from oh, Nashville. Oh, we either. actually just submitted to Louisiana too, to New Orleans. So oh, that would be we'll see phenomenal. We, yeah, I mean we just be, we we've just begun. Um, like I said, we we did Hollywood 
Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival, which were up for People's Choice, and uh, it was just fantastic. I told you, Jim Birkenstadt plays himself in the movie, and he was great. That's great. I was so touched <laughs> that these people stepped up. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. He's one of the nicest he, guys awesome. ever. A genuine, sweet, knowledgeable, you know, one of the best guys you'll ever want to meet. He's yeah, great, he and he's, he was one of my knights in shining armor when people were bullying me on all of these uh, websites. I mean, it was thousands. They were, you know, I, I experienced uh, alternative facts about me. I, I experienced <laughs> the fake news thing fake news. about yeah. me where, yeah, yeah, well, they, it, yeah they, it was completely false that I had – uh, they accused me of cheating. This was their their game was to, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll we'll turn her into a bad guy. We'll say she cheated to get into the, the Grammy nomination, which is impossible, by the way. And right. but you know how people are. They run with a title, and they go with it just because it's written. If it suits their their needs, they'll run with it that it's true, and it's not true. And still to this no. day, they talk about it. So it's, what can you yeah. do? You write a song. It's absolutely it's sickening, absolutely sickening. Well, Linda, I have a, a question. I um, sure. I have lots of kids that are listening to the music on the radio these days, and since you've been in the music industry for the past 10, 20, 30 years, 30. maybe, I um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I um. I value your opinion, and I was wondering where yeah. you think pop. What do you think of popular music today, and where do you think it's heading? Okay, <laughs> remember that thing about being honest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think we're going to agree here, but I want the world to to hear it. So I can't even stomach the pop music that's out there. It's not that there aren't pop, that, that there's not incredibly talented people out there like Lady Gaga can sing and, and, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and Bruno Mars, all this these guys can many. sing. Oh, yeah. I just don't oh, care yeah. for the production. It's just so schlocky and it's so uh, formulated and there's, you know, and I hate mm-hmm. auto-tune and I like, Organic mm-hmm. instruments. What used to be on pop radio is not on pop anymore. The suits have taken over, and they are mm-hmm. completely poisoning the ears of our youth. Thank God there's still parents that play uh, the classic rock. Maybe it's because I'm on my rocker going, in my day, you know, Led Zeppelin was really good. <laughs> you know, the Allman Brothers. I mean, music was music, and you sat down and you turned all the lights off and you listened to an album and you went, wow, what a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Listen to Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. And, and right. you're just like mind-blowing music with beautiful arrangements. And these musicians are still around today. There are new young kids that are making this great music, but you're not hearing it because the suits are controlling the crap you hear on the radio. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. And and really I totally to do agree. The same thing to the Beatles, you know, because you think about the, um, George Martin saying to the Beatles for their first song, they were going to record "How Do You Do It," and John comes back and says, "Absolutely, we're not going to do this Tin Pan Alley song. I don't care what you say because we'll be laughed mm-hmm. out of Liverpool if we do that." So you know, mm-hmm. you had to have the courage to stand up to the suits 
and it's hard to do. Right. And, and you know what's heartbreaking too? Um, we we, uh, we had a petition that I submitted to to the Recording Academy just last week while I was in Hollywood. I figured, oh, I'm going to go there and visit them. And we had 434 um, members of the Recording Academy sign this, and mm-hmm. it is addressing the committees. They have committees in place now as a result of my nomination in Americana. Uh, the following year, they put in committees to decide who the final five nominees are, and they've done it uh, in other other categories since. Okay, when I when I was nominated, it was a majority vote. If it if they had the committees in, there's no way I would have been nominated. So right. we're fighting that because we just feel like they're squashing so much stuff that's out there. And you know, Neil Portnow's uh, statement about women need to step up. Women mm-hmm. do step up. I have stepped up. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been trying, no matter who's trying to step on me, I still step up and, and try to brush them off. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think more women and more independent artists and more artists with more organic music would be nominated if they got rid of these committees. But they're, right. they're not going to do it. They're controlling it. But my point is, there's still a lot of great music out there. They're just not getting the exposure that some of this cookie cutter suit right. crap is. Right. Well, Linda, we've only got about two minutes, and we're going to cut off. We'll still have a few minutes uh, that people can hear in archives, but the live show will end. So very quickly, tell people how they can find you if you're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, how they can follow you sure. on social media. Yeah, Linda Chorney on Twitter, Linda Chorney on Facebook, When I Sing on Facebook, WhenIsing.com for the movie, uh, LindaChorney.com to buy all my stuff. I pulled my music off of Spotify because I think they rip off the artists. So, um, you know, buy the music directly from me. I would love you to get um, I'm Only Sleeping, which is on Emotional Jukebox. And you guys are lovely, lovely so much. Uh, I'm very grateful for you having me on the show. Go see uh, the trailer to When I Sing and tell all your friends about it because I think I might release that on my own too. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yes, make sure you go to whenising.com and there's instructions there for how you can vote for the movie. In yep, the or just my choice. Facebook page. I just put it right there. Right now. Okay, and it's on our Facebook page as well. It's on the She Said She Said oh, Facebook page. So, Linda, it's been a real honor to have you as our hashtag eye candy today. Jude and I, <clears throat> I am so sorry. <coughs> um, we just we salute you as someone who truly embodies awesome. all that eye candy stands for. You're impervious to bullies. You're impressive in your resolve and indefatigable in your hard work and determination. Um, both of us are in awe of all that you have accomplished. Joel, oh, thank you. Oh, one more thing. I couldn't have done it without my director, Robin Russin, my odd cousin. Thank you so much. I couldn't have done it without <laughs> a million people, and I, we just don't have time to, to mention them all, but... It, it, I couldn't do it without a little help from my friends. 
And I tell you what, I wish I could wake up in the morning and sound like that. I, that was such a beautiful rendition of John's song. But we do appreciate you being on our show so much. And listeners, grab a copy of Linda's book, Who the F is Linda Charney? Download her CDs off Amazon Music. Watch the trailer of When I No, Sing, no, 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 no. Don't download them. Don't download them on Amazon. What do we want them to do? one. Ah, buy it. We wanted to go to lindachorney.com. There you go, (laughs) lindachorney.com. And don't miss our next show because on Monday, the 26th of March, same time, 4 p.m. Central, we're going to have the one and only Bruce Pfizer, the Beatles Effenpedia, on our show. Now, Bruce has written (laughs) numerous, and I mean numerous books about the Beatles, including The Beatles Are Coming, The Beatles Story on Capitol Records, Part 1 and 2, The Beatles Swan Song, The Beatles For Sale on Parlophone Records. Nobody knows more about Beatles music than this man does. In fact, he's the guy that wrote the Beatles trivia game questions. And this month, he's celebrating 10 years as a Beatles author. So we're going to have a little party for him on the 26th of March at 4 p.m. Central. And while you're checking Bruce out on the Internet at Beatles.net, Lena, what can they do? Well, you can go to Facebook and like our page, She Said, She Said, and follow it for all of the upcoming announcements. And... I would like to announce today the winner of our She Said, She Said prize package, which it will go to Sandy Bessler Santmeyer of Baltimore, Maryland. I apologize for this cruddy voice. I've had that cruddy cough. But you can also check out my recipe records cookbook series at lanastag.com. You can sign up for my monthly newsletter and my rock blog or order my latest cookbook, The Rolling Scones, Let's Spend the Bite Together. <laughs> Which is fantastic. We cook from that book all the time and love it. And I hope to see a bunch of you guys this weekend at the New York Metro Fest for Beatles fans. I cannot wait to see each and every one of you at my booth in the marketplace. And please stop by com. And pre-order your signed, dated copy of Volume 4 in the John Lennon series. Should have known better. It will be out the first week of August, and we're going to have a big bash at the Chicago Fest for Beatles fans. Big release party. And right now, you can read a free sample chapter of Volume 4 right there at JohnLennonSeries.com. That is awesome. So until we meet again, our sincere thanks again to Linda Chorney for being with us today. And here's to food for thought, food for the soul, food for the love of rock and roll. Draw and shine on. <laughs>